hello and welcome to this, not very special I suppose, considering the situation we're in, but uh, what's this, a bit of a, an update really on where Shrewsbury Town Football Club and its football fans are um, related to the coronavirus issue that we've got going on and the nationwide lockdown announced last night. So yeah, Ollie, you've, you've managed to join me from home as, as everybody else in the country, you're, you're working from home aren't you? Yeah, I'm home based anyway, so for me mm. it's no, no travel to London, um, <laughs> not too different, I'm quite fortunate since I've got like a proper office set up at home and a office chair and all that kind of stuff and for us it's funny we always do podcasts remote so for us there's no yes. difference but yeah so it's it's um spending quite a lot of time um supporting the business supporting the european factories as well um making sure we've got materials and stuff but it's weird because you've got like two realities you've got the reality of obviously you know people should be staying at home and there's reality that people are having horrendous times with their health and friendly yeah. and friends but it's really weird that like all my suppliers are working all the packaging supplies, even packaging supplies in Italy are working. Um, And it's just, you imagine the supply chains are so complex and interlinked, Mm. but everyone's actually still working. So we've been selling maybe 30, 40% more biscuits every week. Um, (laughs) But I think that will stop soon because surely stock building in everyone's houses can only go on for so long. So yeah, interesting work. Um, I was almost chatting to people at work to try and help them what they should do working from home. But um, yeah, Mm. for me, not too different, but obviously it's a bit different work. Um, Europe, it's a bit different for your industry. Yeah, I think the whole thing will slow down eventually. What I do with planning and stuff, and I, I don't usually work, work from home unless I'm, you know, having a dossy day. But um, yeah, I've got a new setup here now as well. Probably be better for recording podcasts, to be honest with you, Ollie. It's a it's a nice new setup of a new desk, but um, not ideal. And I think it, you know, what you've said and what, what I've just said then reflects everybody's situation really, which is just such a, a different situation to where we are. And I think that we're bringing this special looking at the football club because we cover um, Shrewsbury Town on our podcast, don't we? That's what we're all about. And we can bring you some retro, you know, um, podcast like we did last week, which was fantastic. And thanks for everyone for listening. But it is also worth reflecting quite where we're at as a football club and and what's going on at the moment. And the whole the whole sort of thing this podcast is hinged on is we managed to sit down with Brian. Well, we didn't sit down with him. I recorded a, a, an interview with him over Skype earlier today um, and really asked him a lot of questions. I think a lot of Shrewsbury fans are starting to think about and, and maybe ask. I'm obviously on the principle that you know people's health and safety is the number one concern at the moment, Ollie. But it, it is good to have given us a chance to talk to the club, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Um, obviously, we've been working with um, Scott and Ian um, for the media mm. team for the yeah. specials that we're doing, and we've got some more coming up. And yeah, it's really good that Brian um, yeah gave the time and yeah asking different questions potentially that the media team would ask. Um, so yeah. yeah, hopefully the fans will appreciate the interview that um, you've done with Brian. And Brian, Brian, very candid as usual. That's one of the best things about talking to him is that he, he'll always give you an honest answer, and uh, he certainly does. And we'll play that interview in, in, in now. But I, I suppose where where are you at really with football at the moment, Ollie? You know. Did, if if I asked you the simple question, do I think? Do you think? Sorry, I don't know what I think. Um, if I do, you think the season will finish? What do you reckon? Um, I hope it does, and I think it will. Um, I think with mm. the cancellation of Euro um, twenty twenty, um, the cancellation of the Champions League final and, and postponement and things like that, I think that potentially gives um, clubs the time. Um, and yeah. maybe we'll just start the season late. I think from an integrity point of view and also um, relegation and stuff, um, I think it's really important that the season is finished. Obviously, there's going to be lots of complexity in that because players' contracts obviously expire at the end of the normal end of the season. 
Um, but mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, there hopefully can be some kind of agreement with the players' union, and there'll be an extension of contracts and things like that automatically or something. Yeah, I uh, think I agree with you. Yeah, but it's 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 a it's a moot point as to whether that will actually happen because everybody's in the the whim of this this virus, aren't they? And we were just talking before we started recording, literally as of about five minutes ago, and, and I think this is reflected in the interview interview we did with Brian that things are changing on a minute by minute basis. Yeah, every step of football below the nation the national league, so obviously national national league north and south. Um, all the seasons have been, you know, basically they're got, not going to complete them, and they're either going to decide on points per games, or they're going to null and void the entire season. So, you know, even down at that level now, there's starting to be some decisions made. I can't see that happening for the FL and the Premiership just yet, but you know, there's there's precedent now in English football for for not finishing the season, which is interesting. Yeah, I think at the top of the level of the game, um, there's so much money riding on the games and the content. Yeah, true. Um, so BT um, Sport, well, I cancelled mine, but Sky did a pause option, so I took that up. But yeah, I'm sure yep. the Sky will, uh, Sky and their lawyers will be wanting refunds on the money they've given already if they don't <laughs> get the content. So I think there'll be some pressure there. Um, I think it's interesting, um, and uh, be interesting to see what Brian says about financially. Um, you know, yep. for me. I, you know, there was a big discussion, isn't there, whether Premier League clubs should bail out the Football League? Um, I, I yeah. I've got a, quite a strong opinion on that. I'm not sure what your opinion is. Well, Brian does answer that question because cool. we put it in the agenda. We asked him, which is good, and uh, you, you haven't had a chance to listen to the interview yet because we're trying to do this quite quickly. But, um, yeah, I, I get the, the vibe that he doesn't think that's a likely situation. Do you think so? Was, what do you, what's your personal no, opinion? No, I, I think they should help out. Um, interestingly just flashes forward to what Brian said is they are already given us you know half the money we get as a solidarity payment off the FL every year comes from the premiership so you know they're not they're not averse to giving us some money whether they'll give the football league money without some conditions attached to it I'd be very surprised I wish that football could just look into itself and find a, a solution to this whole problem um you know without having to cause undue stress to football clubs if you trust me, Ollie, I think it possibly won't go the way you would like it to, and, and a lot of clubs will go to the wall. If I'm honest with you, yeah, I think for me this is just uh, um, obviously the circumstances are horrendous and not not ideal. But yeah. for me, I don't see why um, I don't see why um, the Premier League should be bailing out poorly managed football clubs no, lower okay. down down the pyramid. Um, yeah, yeah. The, you know the this championship spending. You know, over fifteen thousand pound a week on average per player, when they can only really afford five or less, is just yeah. He's obviously a ticking time bomb, and yeah, mm. I don't really see why the Premier League should bail out the, the lower league football league clubs. And maybe being okay. a bit selfish, maybe Shrewsbury Town will actually benefit from this because we're a, a well-managed club. And yeah, it, it's a very complex um, discussion issue. Um, and yeah, I think it just raises that the. the, the when you run, you run an industry almost this close to the to the wire from a financial perspective. Any kind of shocks or um, issues that hit it is, um, yeah, it's obviously going to have major ramifications. Um, obviously, we don't want clubs Massive. going out of business and the league being ripped apart. But at the same time, um, I don't see why. Um, yeah, I don't see why um, other clubs should be bailing out other clubs. But it's going to be an interesting no. one how it all how it all fits out, and it'd be interesting to get Brian's opinion on how Shrewsbury Town are are going to um, be able to manage these um, these choppy waters. I think that's a good place to leave it. I think we'll, we'll run into what Brian had to say now. And he gave me half an hour of his time, um, which was absolutely fantastic this afternoon. And um, he was going off the call with me and then he was going on to a, um, a conversation with all of the CEOs and directors of, of, of the EFL clubs then to talk about what's going on. So he seems like a very, very busy man. So first of all, just say thank you to Brian for the time he gave us. And I think that all Shoe Town fans... Um, we'll find this an absolutely interesting conversation with some of the things he's got to say. Um, we cover season tickets. We cover where the club is in terms of whether it can survive all of this. 
Um, we talk about how we can get back into playing football and we, we end off really with a positive thing looking at um, how the club's community team have been dealing with this and, and what they can bring to the local community. So some real positives come out of this in, in a dark time. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll play in Brian now. So yeah, we're joined by Brian Coldwell from the Football Club, uh, Mr. CEO, uh, the man in charge of everything who's been on the podcast before. So yeah, Brian, difficult times at the moment, but thanks for joining us again. No, no problem at all. Happy to, to chat through anything at all. So um Obviously, the last one I did seemed to go down quite well. From mm. so it's it's always good to to chat to you guys and um, obviously just be open and honest with all the fans. Yeah, you always are. We, we do appreciate that. And uh, it's a very different time to when we recorded a podcast last time. We were looking at finances and we were looking at transfer windows and all of all the fun stuff that we get. But at the moment, we are in a lockdown, aren't we? And and that goes for our football club. So I suppose the first thing on, on behalf of the fans really is just to ask how, how everybody at the football club is at the moment. Have we got any any problems, or is everyone sort of currently doing okay? Um, I mean, from the football club staffing point of view, everybody generally is okay. We've got one Great. person uh, self-isolating just purely because a family member showing symptoms. Um, the football side, we've got three self-isolating just now as well, two with symptoms, mm. without symptoms. So, listen, there's so much of this going about. You know, the most important thing is, is public health, um, and it's a very difficult time for for all football clubs and all businesses and everybody within the whole of the UK just now and, and the world as well. So it's. It's a difficult situation, you know, we as a football club took the decision a week or two ago or 10 days, whatever it was, it seems like a lifetime ago already, mm. to minimise the number of staff working at the club. We went to a skeleton staff, uh, we went to reduced hours just to try and ensure the, the safety and, and health of not just um, those working at the club, the employees, but also for the for the people coming in, the supporters coming in, whether it's the club shop or the ticket office who are are using you know the stadium as well, so it's um, and obviously now with the announcement last night with you know Boris Johnson coming out last night, you know we've now had to basically close the, the club altogether and now have everybody working from home or those who can work at home. And um, from the football side, it's very very difficult as well because you know we're now a couple of weeks without the players training whilst they're doing their own um, training. Mm. which has been passed to them by Andy Johnson and Sam himself, you know, to make sure that they're still ticking over. It's, you know, if and when we do get back to playing again, it's going to be very, very difficult and it's almost going to be like a pre-season all over again. And, and we were just talking before we started recording about the fact, you know, we're all self-isolating from home now, but I guess you never thought you'd get to a point where you're having to run a football club outside of your, what, your kitchen or your front room or office or, you know, it is difficult. We're all finding that adjustment quite tough at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, it's very, very difficult. You know, it's just not what we're used to. I think, you know, all the staff at the club are all very hands-on as well. And mm. in your job, you know, even having access to your files, your photocopier, simple things that you would normally just think, well, you know, you, you, go, in, you go into work every day expecting them all to be there and suddenly you're then working from home trying to take necessary stuff back that you need and hoping that you've got everything. But listen, it's 2020, we could have been a lot yeah. worse than this happened 20 years ago. <laughs> Technology has moved on so much, you know, with, with Skype, with um, Microsoft Teams, with yeah. you know, all, the, all the, the files being on the cloud as well. It means that, you know, people nowadays are, you know, can access files and continue to work where possible. Yeah, it is. We are lucky. You're completely right. I mean, you mentioned the players there, you know, some some of them self-isolating. I mean, outside of, of those players, what, what are they currently doing to kind of keep their fitness going? Because obviously the training ground is closed. Are they kind of doing their own regimes the club have given them to keep their fitness up? Or are they are they just off, you know, self-isolating and, and that's not something to currently be worried about? Well, the, the self-isolating ones might be in a different programme from yeah. the others, but um, the majority of the squad who are actually OK, um, they're being given a, a schedule to do every day. 
And my understanding is, for example, they, they have to run 5K. Um, oh, right. Self-fit. They then have to upload the GPS to the WhatsApp group, which is all the players and the staff can see, so oh, that wow. we can make sure that they're all uh, doing what they need to do. Um, but that's constantly changing. They're trying to do different things with them to encourage them to keep, you know, all, it's not just about running and being fit, it's, you know, all, everything else that goes with it as well. So, and obviously even with gyms closing nowadays, that's, you know, it's become difficult. Mm. So a lot of players now buying gym equipment to have in their house so they can <laughs> uh, continue to do the work that they need to do in the gym as well. So it's, it's a very difficult situation. Players generally, from what I can gather, the ones I've spoken to are, bored to death probably like a lot of people <laughs> as well like the fans out there as well but yeah. you, know, they, you know football players are just like everybody else they want to play football they want to be training every day and they want to get back into a routine but it's just one of these unfortunate situations just now which is kind of surreal I feel as if I think everybody feels as if they're in a movie just now that's um, that's never ending um, yeah. but hopefully hopefully you know we can turn the corner and things can improve going forward as I say the most important thing is, is public health and trying to get the nation back in its feet again. Yeah, and the club have been, you know, have been looking at the stuff going out on the social media and on the football club's website in terms of, you know, encouraging our fans and society, you know, wider to, to be following the rules of where we are because we all want to get back to normal, as you say, as quickly as possible. But um, yes, yeah, so hopefully the players are managing to do their um, sit-ups in the front room then and keep themselves fit from the sounds of it. But um, we'll move a bit on to finances because, you know, that's, you know, as a football club and a CEO, another part of your job that's, that's massive. And we've talked to you before about um, our football club and the strategy that we, we take forward in terms of, of living within our means. But even for a football club like us, you, you were out in the press as soon as this happened. I think I heard you on Radio 5 Live actually talking about this. Um, so you've gone all big time now, Brian. But um, yeah, you, you talked about... <laughs> you talked about losses of about 200 to 250 grand if all the games didn't get played or were behind closed doors. And, and I think as a fan, the first question we, we would, would probably want to know is, you know, is that the sort of thing that we could sustain this summer if things got back to normal last year, next year? We're in the very fortunate position and, and we are one of the very few clubs in the country that can sustain and absorb uh, what we've got going forward just because we've got right. a reserve. Um, however, you know, there are a lot of clubs out there who won't have that and we're in the fortunate position that we do have a reserve um, whilst we don't want to necessarily dip into it and I've kind of alluded to that as well mm. it's a very difficult situation and we can understand that a lot of supporters out there as well don't necessarily want to dip into their own pockets because it's a very uncertain future just now whether that's football or whether that's with our, with our work as well um, but it is a very very tough time and I've spoken before about you know our conference and events which is a 365 days a year yeah income stream to us which has basically been wiped out in the last number of weeks and um, to then have you know no games and five games you know suddenly which was cash flowed to, to come in as income over um the few weeks um you know not to have that is quite a lot of money yeah and and like one of, one of the things i was thinking about as well is we've seen a lot of businesses and some football clubs now you know when you look at some of the news um you know having to look at cost cutting measures and, and things like that and I, and i guess at this stage i haven't seen the club announce anything that that's been something that's been thought about but i guess we've got to support our staff as well in this situation haven't we well this is it i think you know we've got a very loyal staff throughout the club a lot of whom yeah. have been with the club for a good number of years you know to suddenly turn around and have to uh, give them bad news at a time when everybody's getting, you know, there is so much bad news about, you know, it doesn't sit well with me personally. So, you know, I look at some of the clubs and I've looked at Hearts, for example, in Scottish football who have, you know, asked everybody to take a 50% pay cut, which is yeah. very hard. And it's, you know, people might say, well, football players, they earn a lot of money, but everybody's mortgage, rent, whatever it is, all their bills are usually based on what, they, what their income is. So for that suddenly to be halved, 
you know, morally, I just don't think that's right, personally. I think it's very, very difficult. You know, we as a club are, are going to try and continue on. Uh, we've been fortunate the EFL have given us monies due to us over the next three months, which was due in April, May and June, they've given us it now. So short term, that helps us, helps our cash flow um, with the loss of the games, etc. and all the other income streams that we've mm. got. But, you know, it's like what concern I've got, it depends how long this lasts. You know, in three months' time, where that money you get to June time, for example, we would have had those three months anyway. Um, that you know that money's then used up, um, and then they've also given us an interest-free loan as well against future fees. So it's ah. it's one of these ones. It's like every club's been offered this and been given it, um, and whilst it's great because it's all against future fees, but you know these are all monies that either were due to or, or you know going to be paid back. Um, so unless we play the five games and get the income streams that we need, then there's going to be a hole somewhere along the line. Yeah. But, you know, I've spoken to a number of clubs. One phoned me, is obviously phoning me every other day, just now he's in League Two and really, really struggling. Um, and I just sit and think, well, do you know what? We're in a really fortunate position and I'm so glad that we have run the club and especially the chairman before, you know, for years and years before me. And you look at, I look back at, you know, when we were at Gay Meadow and having had the floods in Shrewsbury, yeah. Over the last four to six weeks, if that had come and then the coronavirus straight afterwards, we were still at Game Meadow, we would be well gone by now. Yeah, you know, we'd be done. You know, with between the floods, you know, having no income stream for any longer. Period. Yeah, not having the reserves that we've got. Um, so you know, I'm proud that you know, and we should all be proud that we can sustain what we've got just now. Obviously, nobody wants to dip into the reserve, as I said, but we understand at this time that you know we are one of the fortunate clubs in the country. Mm. That that can absorb it and continue to operate and without hopefully leaving anybody off. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've talked on the podcast about how proud we can be of a situation like this. And even without the coronavirus, you know, you look at, you know, Berry and, and Bolton this season and, and some of the things going on at Macclesfield and Southend. And, you know, before we got to this difficult situation, I think that, you know, we were proud that we were never really going to be a, a club getting into that situation. But um, I'll come back, back sort of to, to money as well, because we'll come, come on to season tickets in a little bit. But you did just briefly touch on their clubs not being in the right place. Do, do you think that, you know, if this happens and we, we maybe don't start playing football till September, who knows? Um, that there will be some clubs that do go to the wall, you know, as a, as a professional yeah. in the industry. You just need to look at the ones that have been well documented who haven't paid wages. Yeah. You know, even before this happened, we would be relying on those income streams. You know, and I have a real concern. I know it likes the page earn, uh, which we've paid this week. A lot of clubs will be looking for time to pay on that, but these are still debts you're going to have to pay at some point. I know, although the Chancellor's announced a bit, you know, a VAT freeze, you don't have to pay your VAT bill, for example, yeah. for the, the next quarter, but you still have to pay it by the end of March. So, you know, a lot <laughs> of these monies, it's a case of juggling cash flows just now. And there'll be a lot of clubs out there live hand to mouth. You know, you've seen the ones, as I say, that have been documented who haven't paid wages when they were playing games every, every other Saturday. Yeah. So, how are they going to cope with, you know, the. the where we're all in today, you know, today's one. Yeah, and you, you dip down to the you know the non-league, and the situation gets you know probably grimmer and grimmer the further you go down. You know, I looked at some of the things about how much money Aldershot was spending last year in the conference, and they're just teams that I think it's going to um, uncover a lot of a lot of problems further down the pyramid, unfortunately. But you know, we we as I said, we can count ourselves quite lucky at this stage, can't we? Um, as I say, in terms of just sort of rounding up finances, really. I mean, you know, another thing that fans are reading about is. Um, you know, possibly a football-wide plan to kind of help the football league and, and, and where we're going. You mentioned some of the things that have been offered to you. How much of an impact do you think maybe some of the people at the top table can make in terms of, of helping our pyramid? And is that really a likely thing to happen, do you think? 
It's a very difficult question to answer. You know, mm. it's almost like the Premier League, with the Premier League clubs willing to give some of their money into the lower leagues, it's, you know, why would you give up? The problem sometimes in football, when you get 92 clubs, everybody, when you go to, whether it's an EFL meeting or people, you know, Premier League teams go to a Premier League team meeting, yeah, yeah. you actually consider your own club situation. You don't necessarily look at the, the bigger picture sometimes, and that's sometimes a frustration. Um, and, you know, you'd like to think, I mean, the anomalies just now between, you know, listen, the anomalies for the last few years, the gap, I've spoken about this before, about how the gap's getting wider and wider between the Premier League and the Championship, and the gap's getting wider between the Championship and League One and League Two, who are almost like League One and League Two are the, you know, the poor relations of, of football, <laughs> professional yeah. football in this country. You know, you, you, you obviously hope that um, the Premier League, who potentially have money and the money to come into the game at the top level, would they be willing to put more money in? I mean, likes the solidarity, half of our money, the central monies that actually come, more or less half of our central monies that come to us um, is made up of solidarity money, which comes to the mm. top league, which is then sent down to, league, you know, Championship League 1 and League 2. You know, we're in the fortunate position that, that you know, the Premier League have actually agreed to do that over the, you know, from in Scottish football as an example, to, to give you a comparison, the the solidarity monies are split are spread between the twelve teams in the Scottish Premiership. And nobody below that gets any of it. Um, they take it for themselves, and the, the, well, it's actually the teams who are not in Europe um, get the money. You know, but we're in the fortunate position that in English football that that money comes down, and I think it's in a three-year agreement just now that they they do contribute, and the problem is they're mm. contributing probably half of our central monies of our 1.4 million that we're getting from the league, around half is coming from the Premier League and solidarity money. Um, so that's, yeah. you know, the tip to go and then ask for the Premier League for more money is, <clears throat> you know, it's great and I think we would all go with the begging bowl and ask for that. But realistically, you know, yeah. could they all put a million of the 120 million guaranteed into each to then dissipate down to the to the lower leagues? Um, yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, I think it's it's a case of how long this lasts for as well, which is something we don't know, is it? I think, you know, there's obviously an anticipation that we're going to try and finish the season. And, you know, as, a, as a, my personal view is, I think it'll probably happen behind closed doors. You'll obviously know more about that. And, and I think, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how long it lasts for and what the, the wider implications are, I suppose, as, as we go along. And, um, you yeah, know, maybe we can have a catch up about that down the line and see where we got to. But in, in terms of talking about football and, and potentially getting back to football, obviously we're in this period now where we're all sort of locked in and, hoping this peaks at some point now in the next, what, 14 weeks, I guess. I mean, you know, you, I'm not asking you for any intel, really. What's your what's your gut feeling as to what you think will happen this season? Um, I spoke to the EFL the other day there. Um, I believe it or not, I'm actually on the fixtures working party. Yeah. <laughs> I think I probably need to design from quite soon. Um, for obvious reasons. Um, and I think the original plan was to potentially... Plan A was to start playing games in May and mm. continue on until mid-June with obviously the Euros being cancelled. Uh, plan B was then to play it behind closed doors. Plan C, Plan D, Plan E, Plan F. So they had all these different plans. But, you know, my personal view, do I think this is going to get any better in the next four or five weeks for to allow us to play football again in a safe environment? You know, I, I read the PFA's stuff today in, in, in the media talking about, you know, the welfare of players. But suddenly you're bringing... It's not just about 22 players playing football. You know, you've got 22 players all coming as one um, in a contact sport. You've got four referees. You've got um, certain. You've got the coaching staff from each team. You would have certain media there. So, yeah. are, are we doing the right thing? And the other thing I've got a consideration about 
um, playing behind closed doors is to, in order to finish the season. You know, Boris Johnson said about no gatherings where that includes um, any from the emergency services. Now, even if you had a closed doors game, you'd be still need an ambulance there. For the yep. players, need a paramedic ambulance. So straight away, for me, I'm thinking, how the earth are they going to work around trying to do that? Um, we're having a conference call this afternoon later on uh, with all League One clubs, which has been called oh, okay. to League One reps. Um, so I think they've they're going to feed back to the, um, the 23 clubs, or as it is, uh, in League One as to you know where we're at with various options and the situation with the PFA, etc. So. I think hopefully, listen. You're looking at it all the time, looking for mm. a bit of clarity. Even the you know the government announcement the other day about eighty percent wages, you know contribution, and we're still you know a few days later. The difficulty is that, you know, that this has been announced, and a few days later you're looking for a bit of clarity. Is how do you claim it back? Who's eligible? You know, can yeah. we claim it back? Um, so it's very very difficult times because it's a very fluid situation, as everybody keeps referring to just now. So. You know, things are changing almost by the day. You know, I'm sitting in the office yesterday morning, I'd gone in for a few hours. Um, and, you know, here I am today sitting um, sitting at home trying to work. Um, and that's all changed, obviously, overnight. So the thing is changing so much. I honestly, can I see the season being played out? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've real reservations about yeah. doing that. Because even if you play to the 15th of June, which was the original proposal, you're then looking at potentially playoffs after that. The playoffs would take a couple of weeks, so that for me that would take you into July. Mm. Um, the season was due to start on the first of August, so you push that back to the eighth or the fifteenth. But even if you put it back a couple of weeks, there actually aren't that many free dates. But because the Euros are now the following year at the back end, it doesn't really help you throwing fixtures in no. uh, because there are limited dates. And I believe because the Euros have now been moved back, there's a couple of extra uh, um, international breaks now that weren't yep. in it because obviously the Euros are supposed to be finished. So you're actually running out of game time to actually even play, you know, and then, then I look back and think, well, if you even if you finish on the 15th of June, your season's due to start six, seven weeks later. So the players, as any employees, are due 28 days holiday a year. So when are they actually getting a 28 days holiday, which is, you know, in a normal five-day week, that's six, seven weeks. Yeah. Um, so that's a you know, five six weeks as it is. you know it's it's difficult then to fit that in because at the end of the day players then need pre season. I spoke about it earlier. You know if we, if it gets to us playing again in the first weekend in May, the players won't have trained for what four six weeks. No, um, or will need to have trained. It's almost like them doing a pre season to then play the games to then to the middle of June, and then <clears throat> do they give them a couple of weeks off? But they would need to then come back in for another pre season. It's very, very difficult, and I know I've had long conversations with Sam about it. And how how do you handle this? You need to look at every eventuality just now and try and yeah. plan forward. But you can't plan forward because it's very, very difficult. You know, mm. PFA are just going to come out eventually and say, "Well, actually, our players, like any employees, are due time off. Um, they're due annual leave. They need a break." Um, and so, when do you fit that break in that allows you not to? Um, I mean, look at if you go to the playoffs in July, it's just frightening. Yeah, you're you know, mad. Teams could be playing again in four or five weeks' time. You know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Break, apart from this break, 
Yeah, one of one of the oh yeah, we, there's lots of things you can think about. You know, as a, as a football fan, and you think about what could happen. I suppose one of the options is to have a maybe curtailed um, season next season, and, and you know maybe there'll be a, a push for some of the cup competitions not to run. But again, that has implications on a club like us, and, and um, you know our, our income from cups. You know, we look at the cup money we made in the last two years is one of the reasons why we stand so well now, like you've just explained, Brian. So yeah. you know, it's probably a bit too early to have too many conversations about how we get back to it. But we're just sort of after your your gut feeling, really. So, um, the difficulty also, Glenn, is that you know going forward, you know we've had that money front loaded to us. So the, the yeah. money we've had, you know, and albeit the interest fee loan that's been offered to all clubs is paid back over the next three years in, in six monthly instalments. But that's money coming out your bank next year. So if you then curtail the season, you've, you're actually playing catch up trying to pay that back. And I'm not just talking about us; I'm talking about generally, you know, all clubs who are in worse financial states than we are. And you know, the ones that I've mentioned before who are struggling to pay wages, how are they going to cope? Mm-hmm. Only cope going forward if there then is a curtailed season, there's a potential loss of a cup income, or whether it's less games. I don't know how they're going to do it. So, yeah, I'm to resign from the fixtures working part. <laughs> I think you've got a lot of work to do, Brian. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, the, the, yeah, which brings us to you know season tickets, I suppose, Brian and. Um, it, the difficulty for me, my, my worry about this is that, you know, we are in such an unknown situation, aren't we, in terms of the whole whole of society, not just the football club, in that we could well have this period now, but there's nothing to say we don't have a second wave of this next year and we're possibly sitting here having the same conversation again a year on, Brian, in a possibly a worse situation. Um, are, are you concerned about the season, selling season tickets at the moment and the implications of what we're selling things for and whether that will actually be what we're, we're potentially getting next season? Uh, listen, I think I think you've got to be optimistic and hope that the next season starts. So the season tickets, yeah. You know, I've I put something out before about you know if you can, you know, if your job's secure and you you know you can afford to, you know, please re, please renew your season ticket because you probably would do it anyway. Yeah. You know, if if you're that minded, help the club in the time when we, you know we need finances. We don't want to be dipping in reserves. And I get it. Some people might say, well, well, you know, you've probably got reserves that some other people don't have. I, I get that. Um, it is a very difficult time, you know, our season, mm. obviously the renewals is massively down on this time last year and every other year at this stage. It's something yeah. we're watching very, very closely and we need to take a view on at some point. Um, but as I say, the, the, you know, things are changing, you know, minute by minute. Mm. So it's it's very, very difficult. And the season tickets are on sale in the early bird just now to the middle of May, sorry, middle of April. So, you know, it's something we're constantly reviewing. If we need to extend that, we'll have a look at that as well. To yeah. if, if there's no, if there's not a, a clearer situation over the next few weeks, um, we just don't know what's going to happen. We are aware, though, and appreciate that a lot of fans out there don't want to commit to season tickets now, which I hundred percent get. A few yeah. people phone me about it, email me about it, and I've spoken to them, and I've been you know very you know open that I totally understand the situation. If it comes to you know the middle of April and we're still no further forward. Then obviously we would then look at extending this, you know, the season ticket early bird. Um, yeah. We are hoping that you know we can get through this together. Obviously the measures that were implemented by Boris Johnson about you know more or less a lockdown, um, hopefully will improve the situation in the coming weeks mm. or days. Um, and that's where we all really need everybody just to stay safe, stay, stay at home. Um, and, and wash your hands, etc., etc. All the government advice has been given, because the sooner we can all get through this as a as a country, um, the sooner everything can get back to normal again. 
Yeah, and I think that's a that's a fair point. I say I haven't renewed my season ticket yet, Brian. I, I, I will do, and I want to. And I think the people not renewing are probably our fans that would do normally every season without yeah. fail, first thing straight away. But you have got that concern about how long this is going to go on for, what what money you're going to have over the next few months if, if wages are, are dipping down. And you know, a million and one questions. Everyone's you know you, you go around and you see how worried people are about things. It's a totally fair point, mm-hmm. but. You know, to, I to, do agree with you. You know, and I can understand that that money is pretty important to the club right now. It can it can help us through this tough time. And I probably will come and renew before my my early bird deadline. And I think a lot of people are in that situation. But you know, no knock on anyone that doesn't want to take it. It's it's a risky no. time. And and I think what you said is is very fair. There. I mean, other other than you know putting putting some money into the club through the season season tickets. Um, you know, what, what other than trying to stay healthy and stuff? I suppose is there anything else that the fans can do for the club at this moment in time, really? Well, I was saying before that potentially about, you know, buying merchandise, anything at all, you know, mm. anything, you know, I think generally the most important thing for all fans out there is to look after themselves and make sure that they're okay and um, yeah. try and fight this whole thing off. You know, obviously we've had to close the shop um, as of after the you know Prime Minister's announcement. The tick office is now shut, so everything's online. We've diverted phone calls to, to staff mobile so that we can continue to operate if anybody's got queries. But what I would say is, like, you know, I had an email this morning from somebody who had a problem trying to um, renew online, trying to buy three season tickets. And to be fair, um, we managed to resolve that, and, you know, that's three season tickets sold. You know, some people have been buying them, I get that. But and yeah. as you said there, we totally understand the situation that a lot of people are in. And we expected, you know, the hit on season ticket income, that, you know, that's there just now. The difficulty is, as I said before, about you know even our conference income. We've basically got no income streams just now, other than yeah. the EFL monies that have been front loaded to us. Um, and it's obviously we've got wages and everything else going through. Um, normal running costs of a football club and training ground. Um, the rates obviously helps us because as a leisure industry, we can claim so we've no rates bill for the next year, which saves us a bit of money. Um, and we're basically just looking at every single thing that we could possibly do to either save money, reduce costs, um, or you know get any grants or anything that we possibly can to dip mm. into to try and help the club, you know, remain as strong as we possibly are. Okay, and I think probably a good place to end it really is, is on a positive note. And um, you know, we're, we're talking on Tuesday, what is it, the twenty fourth of uh, March at the moment? And yesterday, the the community team launched a, a series of initiatives for um, young fans, but also I suppose all fans at home to keep them, you know, little tasks to do and and um, sort of educational supporting tools because obviously they can't provide any of their stuff at the moment. And you know, it's probably worth you know your reflection on the work that Jamie's doing during this lockdown in terms of at least this football club still working with the community. Yeah, to be fair, Jamie and I have both um, been reached out to Shropshire Council, the NHS Trust, etc., to say, look, is there anything we can do? Mm. Jamie's been in regular contact with his staff. Um, they've come up with you know the various programmes that we've publicised, and there's obviously more and more coming out. I would also say David Longwell and the Academy and the Shrews Academy um, Twitter page, they've been getting all their players to do yeah. different exercises, different skills, etc., which is great to amuse some, some of the young kids, and not just the young kids in the academy, but also kids locally as well. So we, re- we really want to be seen at the heart of the community. You know, we are very much a community and family-focused club. Yeah. Um, the work that you know, Shrewsbury Town and the community do is phenomenal. And I don't think even me, who works there all the time, apart from when I'm at home just now, but you know, <laughs> realizes you know sometimes there's a new program happening all the time. There's so much work, and there's obviously you know in the moment the, the guys have been working in schools, supporting some of the schools that have had to remain open for etc. So some of our coaches have been there. 
you know, Jamie's saying, what do I do? You know, now the announcement last night, I said, well, you really have to put it up to the schools, what you want to do, do you want to continue that? Um, so, you know, we're open to, you know, we're, we're trying to encourage various programmes, anything we can do to get, well, obviously from the brand and everybody else to try and help the local people, whether that's local children, local adults or whatever, just really be at the heart of the community. That's yeah, it's fantastic. I, I I totally agree with you. And um, I have dropped email, Jamie an email. Hopefully, we can catch up with him and put some something on from him on Skype on this is special. Hopefully as well. But we'll see. We're still trying to sort things out as uh, we're all adjusting to our new regime. But that's been really good, Brian. I think you know one of the best things about um, having you as a CEO, and I've, I've talked to you about this before, is you, you know you talk to the podcast, you'll do your your messages on um, the audio boom on the website. I think it's it's always very clear what we're trying to do or where we're going. And um, I think in this period of time, that's going to benefit this football club more than ever. I suppose so yeah I guess that you know as, as fans we just want to kind of uh, support the club and kind of be brought along on that same journey but I think in this situation I can't imagine we've got any fans that are not totally understanding how difficult it is so um, I suppose the best place to leave it is to just wish you luck Brian and uh, good luck trying to sort all next fi- next season's fixtures out when you get around to it. Thanks for having me on today as well Glenn I appreciate it. It's, right. You know I've always said to you before I'm an open book you know if I can help in any way or anybody whether fans out there, if they want to contact me, I'm always saying, look, my email address is available. If you've got anything, just get in touch with me. I'm happy to answer anybody's queries or, or talk to anybody about any situation. So, um, And I appreciate you know all the support that we've had. You know, we've Obviously, people who have renewed their season tickets appreciate it. I'm not decrying anybody who hasn't renewed their season ticket because I totally mm. understand. But hopefully, you know, speaking today is giving you an understanding of where, you know, just an honest appraisal of where yeah. we're at as a football club. And the lasting thing is we should be proud of where we are as well. We should be proud that, you know, our finances can cope with this whilst we don't want to necessarily dip into it, as I've said so many times. But, you know, we don't need to worry the way probably 90%, if yeah. not, of other EFL clubs are probably worrying about their finances just now. And I'm not saying we're not worrying about it, but <laughs> not to the same extent that these guys are trying to scrabble in grants and loans, etc., to try and uh, get, th- get through the next couple of months. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I'll let you get back to your lockdown, Brian. And okay, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, if this continues for a long time, we'll maybe catch up again. But in the meantime, yeah. keep yourself safe and okay, safe to everyone too. at the club. We'll catch you again. Stay safe, everybody. So yeah, really, really positive listening to Brian, I suppose, in terms of a very difficult time and certainly he's got his challenges, Ollie, but I think that the thing I take away from that is that the way we've managed the football club and, and let's look at the cup runs the last two years and the money we've made, it's put us in a fantastic position to ride this out compared, as he said, to 90% of the other football league clubs. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how, how all different clubs manage this, um, but it's good to hear that obviously Shrewsbury are um, in our sound footing and, and yeah, there's no major concerns at the moment. Mm. And it's interesting, we talked about season tickets as well, and I, obviously I said to Brian, I've held off for the moment, or I will review, renew it at some point probably, but, you know, for example, where are you at with season tickets, Ollie, and, and the issues with that? Yeah, I did mine within five minutes of it going live. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, so I just bought it, and <laughs> I knew I would. Um, the season will happen at some point, um, and also, on in hindsight as well, um, you know, it's obviously not a lot of money, but the extra 300 could maybe help them with their cash flow a little bit as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't, I've got ultimate faith that the club will look you know we're not going to mess any supporters around so yeah i'm quite happy that they've got my money and yeah we'll i'll sit by them and see what happens 
Good stuff. Oh, well, I think we could just leave it there, Ollie, really. This is just a quick update, really, of where yeah. we're at. And, and I think we've talked about the fact that we we're going to be doing our podcasts, uh, looking back at uh, some of the historic games we've had, which has been great. But I think, again, it's just worth re- reiterating the message, really, to everyone that listens to the podcast to, to stay safe and follow the guidance, because that's the way we'll get through this and, and get back to playing football as quick as possible. And that's what we all want, really, isn't it? Yeah, no, we do. We're certainly missing the um, the football, that's for sure. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so yeah hopefully people can enjoy um some of the classics we're doing we've got some good ones coming up bringing them out every week um while we're in this um, unique situation yes we will oh, there we go anyway guys we'll leave it there it's slightly somber this actually in some respects isn't it but it is an odd situation but yeah as i say we'll try and bring them smiles back as we go on with our specials and uh yeah keep safe and uh we shall see you all soon cheers guys oh!